Welcome back to the Why Behind Trick or Treating. My name is Ray Anderson. Sorry about that. The mic's being a little weird. That's just a cord, so that's why. Um, and in today's episode, we're going to be going over bowls. Now, there's two different episodes about bowls, and I have to make it clear. This is about trick or treating. There's a difference between trick or treating bowls and driving bowls, and they're both in different. Ep- there's two different episodes. This is the toting one. Uh, or trick or treating. It's just that's the abbreviation. Trick or treating, everyone knows this, okay? I, I want to make sure we get this out of the way. This is, I mean, when, when you go trick or treating and you see a take one bowl, what's the very first thing you think? It, when, when, I'm, when I'm going trick or treating, I'm thinking that bowl's mine. And depending on what you think, you, ha- you either have a little bit of work to do or a lot of a bit of work to do, or maybe you're in the right place. This also depends on your morals and ethics. I have a lot to work to do on my morals, all right? <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right now. When it comes to trick-or-treating, my morals go out the window like that. I'm like, oh, I want the candy, and I'll do whatever it takes to get that candy, and that's not necessarily a good thing. I don't recommend that. Um, but again, that's kind of one of my many weaknesses is candy, so. Um, let's go over. I have four subtopics here for bowls um, with trick-or-treating, and really just, um, you know, well, I want you guys to understand what is what is needed when you're when you're going to a house to take a bowl or when you're looking at a situation like that, right? Where there's a bowl out and you're contemplating contemplating taking it. The very first thing is tells. Look at the tells and look at the threats. Okay, tells are simply things that tell you, I guess, implicitly without actually raising their voice because most of them are objects, that people are home or that people aren't home. That can be, you know, maybe there's a car in the driveway. Maybe there's two or three cars in the driveway. Maybe there's lights on or off. Maybe, you know, in the windows, the blind, are they, are they open or are they closed? Um, threats include people. Uh, that doesn't mean just, you know, people trick-or-treating, but it could mean people across the street watching. Um, it could mean windows again, maybe people are looking through the windows. Um, and it could mean, uh, you know, maybe windows across the street and someone else looking through the windows at that bowl, making sure no one takes it. And then, uh, cameras too. This could include security cameras in the traditional style or the ring doorbells that you see all the time, all the time. It, I, and it really bugs me. I, whoever made, whoever invented the ring doorbell or that kind of concept has really made our lives a lot harder. <laughs> it really has. Um, this goes back to anonymity, though, because really it's not the end of the world if you get seen. It's just that you don't get recognized and they don't know who you are. Because, you know, for all for all they know, right, it could be their own son taking that candy and they're just dressed up. Um, the second thing, so, well, back to this. I don't want, I don't want to leave this just yet. Um, make sure, you know, on your... You have to be so aware. It's really hard to be like 100% aware of everything that's going on on the night in question because there's so much going on, right? There's so much people. They're all dressed up. You know, you're you're uh, you're getting you're super juiced. You're ready to go out there and get it all, and you're excited. You're pumped. Um, but it's really crucial that you are paying attention to all the different aspects because. The sad thing is, is a lot of people don't. They just throw caution to the wind. They get whatever they want, and then they get caught, and that's where the problems arise. That's why 
people are, are, are discouraging this kind of stuff, not just because you get caught, but because the, the fact that people got caught shows that it tells the candy givers, hey, this thing's going on and we don't want it to. And there's also just, I mean, inevitably people are going to get caught, but it's just, if we could be a little bit more careful, keep it on the low, it would help the trick-or-treating community as a whole. Especially those that don't necessarily uh, keep themselves out of the ethical gray zone, <laughs> like me. Um, then the second, oh, and like also, I mean, threats, right? Like, you have to be aware as you're walking up to that situation where there may be a bull available, you have to be looking at all these threats and all these tells and communicate them with your team. Um, communicate whether, you know, whether it's a good idea to take the bull even. Now, in our team, it's always a go. It's always take the bull. We just have to adjust the way we take it. But it, we, we never, unless it's really bad, we never say no bull. Because the risk almost never outweighs the reward. Almost never. Especially if you're all masked up. Now, the second thing is this formation. Once you've once you've gone or gotten to, you know, uh, the bowl, right? You're kind of up on the porch. Um, you need to form a formation to kind of block the view of, you know, the the, the candy givers. Um, if they're in the window looking looking at you, or maybe there's neighbors, or maybe there's fellow trick or treaters coming up. Uh, maybe there's a camera right there, right? You have to make sure your formation blocks the view as much as you can. Um, and this, again, as you're walking up to the door, you're keeping all this in mind. There shouldn't be any any questions about, ask at the porch, oh, well, how do we know? Maybe there's someone there. You should already have made that clear with your whole team. And I say whole team, but as I've stated earlier, I think the very first episode or the second episode, you really only want like one or two partners, and that's it. Um, but yeah, your formation has to be down, and then the next thing, this is the next bullet point, speed. Keep You have to have speed. Like, the most obvious tell, if you're someone watching the bull that someone's taking it, the most obvious tell is when they take longer than it takes to grab one candy, right? I mean, you're going to know, you know something's going on when it takes two seconds to get one candy, and it's been 20 seconds and they're still there. Hey, you have to be so fast. You have to be. You have to be so fast. You have to be bold too, right? It can be. It can be challenging. You don't. You don't want to be, um, you know, fast, but uh, like uncautiously so, right? Being like, oh, grab the bull, oh, frantic, frantic, desperate kind of thing, and just stuff it into the bag and throw the bull, you know, and run down because that's also a tell, right? Your body language has to be composed, and you have to just go up. Know what you're going to do on your way up. You're reaching for your bag, or maybe you don't have a bag, and that's fine. I mean, like, bag to wrap the bowl in, and you just, and then, you know, really simple, simple motions. Don't do too much flailing like this, like I'm shaking the microphone. Don't do, don't flail, don't, um, don't make it look like you're taking the bowl, right? And just, you know, business as usual. Up, down, up, down. I like that sound. Up, down. <laughs> um, and you kind of just... It should take between five to ten seconds, ideally. Even three to five is better if you can do that. Um, the quicker you do it, the less suspicions are aroused. That's just the, that's the bottom line, right? And really, that's what you want. You want to keep your head down. You want to just go, you know, you don't want to cause problems on Halloween, right? You don't want there to be a problem because it interferes with your goals. The last thing is space. 
It's really important, going back to the costume episode, that you have enough space to store this candy. If you're going with a team, you need to keep it in a separate file so you can, or a separate compartment so you can split it up evenly after the fact, after the mission has been complete, um, have been completed. I don't know why I said complete. Um, and you have to have enough space, right? If you don't have enough space, you're in, you're doomed, basically. You either have to carry that candy with you, or you've got to, you know, just kind of did I ditch it somewhere. I, I don't know. Like, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, um, if you don't have speed, I mean space, then all this stuff, it causes so much problems. And I'm losing words because I don't know. Like, you can't solve those problems. There's nothing you can do to solve those problems in the moment. You have to prepare for this beforehand. You have to know how much space you have. You have to get as much space as you can get. You have to plan your drop-offs accordingly, right? Um, and if you don't do that, then there's not much you can do on the night in question. There's really not. Um, but that's all I got for the, the first bowls and trick-or-treating bowls. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this. Um, this is one of the most important uh, topics there is, especially if you want to enter the ethical gray zone like a lot of people do, like me. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you in the next episode. I'm going to say we, I mean me. I'm the only one here. Um, where we're going to be going over um, the second part of bull taking which is which is phase two um driving and stuff so until then thanks for listening this is the why behind trick-or-treating and i my name is ray anderson peace